Hey there, I hope you're having a fantastic day. Today, we are going to be talking about some tips on how to improve your communication as well as your sales skills. Some of them overlap and some of the sales stuff doesn't always apply. So either way, stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk, Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career related. I tell you how it is and we get right to the point. I am your host, Stephanie Dennis. My background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. This is a good time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. All right, getting into it here. So communication skills, sales skills, it can be kind of tricky. I think the two go hand in hand from a sales perspective, but just from a communication perspective, not all of these are going to apply. So I kind of broke it down into two separate lists. This was a requested topic. Someone asked uh, for tips on how to improve sales and communication skills. So that's why it is together, but our lists are separate. (laughs) Let's get into it here. So communication, number one, listen to understand. I just know we have all talked to people who are listening to respond and communication is about listening to uh, understand and comprehend what's being said. So focus on understanding and hearing someone and digesting that information versus just waiting for someone to stop talking so you can say what you want to say. Number two, eye contact. And a little asterisk here, don't make it creepy, right? Like, I think sometimes people will have awkward amounts of eye contact and then it's just uncomfortable. But I also think if you're constantly looking away, that can be hard too. Um, I struggle with eye contact personally, so I try and make a conscious effort to have some eye contact, uh, but it is a struggle for some, especially if you are neurodivergent. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh yeah, so-and-so never makes eye contact, don't assume the worst. They could be neurodivergent, which could fall under a variety of things, but eye contact in general for neurodivergency is challenging. So keep that in mind. And number three, try and read body language. This is helpful, but it can be challenging. And again, if you are a neurodivergent person, this could be a little bit more challenging, but I think over time, body language is helpful to understand, right? If you're talking to someone and they're backing away and they're maybe you're in a parking lot and they're kind of walking towards their car, right? That's probably indicating, hey, I need to go. (laughs) So some of those more obvious cues, just be conscious of it. Number four, be inquisitive. Some of the best conversations I get to be a part of are people who ask me questions and they're like, okay, that makes sense. Um, Can you elaborate on this part? Or can you tell me more about this particular thing? Just being genuinely curious in people and what they're saying and how they think and where those thoughts are coming from. And sometimes, you know, that can lead to some pretty vulnerable conversations. So obviously where appropriate, be inquisitive, but I can tell you hands down, like I even just thinking about dating, which is (laughs) fucking exhausting. So many people just have very surface level conversation. You know, what's your favorite color? What kind of food do you like? And that's all fine. Like, especially if obviously we're picking somewhere to go on a date, but at the same point, like 
I don't know. I just rather talk about something more meaningful, right? And I think a lot of meaningful conversations stem from people being just inquisitive and genuinely curious. Number five, active listening. So again, listening to understand instead of listening to respond, but also checking for understanding, making eye contact, nodding, showing or telling someone you understand, showing them by nodding, or if you're on the phone and it's not a Zoom or FaceTime or whatever, you know, say, yep, yep, totally, or, you know, something along those lines. So they understand you haven't gone off into, you know, la-la land, right? (laughs) Number six, avoid making assumptions. This one seems obvious, but happens all the time. People are constantly assuming things of others, and I'm guilty of it. I'm sure you are as well. Try to avoid it where possible because it can hinder our communication. Number seven, open your mind, be open-minded. And I say this in a very general, very broad statement. I think (laughs) going back to the dating example, right? I think if someone says they want to date someone very open-minded, that may mean something very different than being open-minded at work. So when I say it's a broad statement, it is open your mind, uh, especially at work, to understand different people's perspectives, different people's backgrounds, how they can contribute to a conversation in a way that you can't because you've lived through different experiences, right? So when I say be open open-minded and open your mind a little bit different depending on the situation. But at work, it's easy for our brain to revert to having the thought process that of things that are comfortable, right? Of things that we know, of streaming through a line of thoughts that are familiar. So open your mind to thoughts that are different and hearing those and discussing them versus kind of shutting them down. Number eight, relate to the conversation. And I'll also say without changing the focus to you. And sometimes I've been guilty of this where I'm trying to relate to someone and this might just be some like socially awkward quirks that I have, but like I'll try to relate to someone and be like, oh, I understand. I went through a similar situation. And sometimes that person will feel like they we have to now talk about my situation. And so if I say that and the focus starts to then become on me, I, I switch it back to them because they were talking, they were telling me about their experience, right? It's not about me. I was just trying to let them know I understand or I could possibly imagine understanding. So I think that's a fine line, but I think sharing relatable situations help people feel like they're not alone. So it's a balance, but Hopefully that makes sense. Number nine, where appropriate, ask some emotion-based questions. So what do I mean by that? If it's appropriate and if it makes sense, ask someone, how does that make you feel? We've talked about it before on the podcast, and I think asking that question, but also answering it for yourself can be really eye-opening and helpful. Number 10, tell me more. (laughs) This can be incredibly helpful, right? So someone is explaining something, whatever it might be something about their team or something about their job that you need to understand at work, or maybe it's in your personal, who knows? Be like, oh, can you tell me more about this thing? I think if someone makes a random statement while you're out, you know, drinking with friends and they're like, oh, you know, so-and-so just sucks. Like, they're so rude to me. And you're like, tell me more. Like, (laughs) that, I mean, it could lead to some good conversation, but it also could be awkward, right? So where appropriate. 
Number 11, tailor your communication style if and when it makes sense. So what do I mean by that? This can be, it can be done in many different ways, right? So the biggest thing that I would encourage people to think about is we're probably not going to talk to our partner or significant other the way we would talk to a CEO, right? So I don't want you to be a different person. I want you to be you 100% authentically yourself at work. And (laughs) how we talk to our partners and significant others is probably not appropriate to talk to our CEO or, or anyone at work, right? So when I say tailor your communication style, depending on who you're talking to and where it makes sense, right? And if we do look at simply work examples, you may talk to your manager very openly and, you know, talk through issues and questions and concerns and challenges. And maybe you also have to send a CEO or someone from the executive leadership team a weekly status update, right? Probably not going to also talk through all of those details with that person. Typically, if we're communicating with our executive leadership team, they want the high level, right? And they'll ask the details if they think they need it. So just kind of thinking through what's the best communication style for the person you're talking to and also what level of information do they need. Number 12, notes. I love taking notes. I'm a note taker. My memory is garbage and I do not have the best memory. So for me, taking notes, using an application like OneNote or Evernote or whatever note uh, application works best for you and just keeping uh, one place for you to access information. Super valuable. Number 13, a virtual proofread. <laughs> proofread things before you send them. I It's really the most simple, right? Usually our devices do it for us. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's good for you <laughs> to read what you're saying as well. There are things that can be grammatically correct, but may not make sense when you reread them. So just do a quick proofread. 14, if something doesn't come out right or you know, quote unquote land, so to speak, rephrase and explain where appropriate. So Steph, what do you mean by that? If I am telling someone about the recruiting process and I'm telling them about candidate experience and the different templates we have to create in an ATS to make sure that candidate experience is the best it can possibly be while also being consistent and scalable and all the things, right? (laughs) You're like, what? If you're not in recruiting and you've never hired anyone before, you like all of that was probably like, that's a bit much and it's not fully landing, right? You may understand the concept of candidate experience, but all of the other things may not land with you. So rephrase and explaining certain things, if you can tell in a very clear way, it didn't land. If you're not sure, it is very simple. Check for understanding, right? Hey, does that make sense to you? Can I elaborate on anything? Very simple, very easy, and it will be very helpful in your communication. Number 15, know when it is appropriate to talk over the phone or Zoom or in person versus email or text or IM. There are some situations where maybe you're going back and forth and for whatever reason, you're both, whoever you're communicating with is just kind of missing, right? It's not landing. It's not helping. Just pick up the phone. I know, I know. I'm a millennial saying pick up the phone (laughs) or even invite the person to a Zoom. It's going to save you time. It'll save you stress, I promise. 16, level your reaction depending on the topic. So what do I mean by this? When I say level your reaction, 
quite simply, if someone is telling you something really mind-blowing and outrageous, but also very emotionally heavy, and you're like, oh my god, that's crazy, what the fuck, I can't believe that happened, and they are on the verge of just losing it, right? Like, don't try to level your reaction in a way that helps the person you're talking to. Maybe they do need to lose it, right? Who knows? But there's also situations where we can hold back our emotions about a certain thing to let that other person communicate what they need to communicate. You know, broadly, if you're at a comedy show and someone says a joke, obviously you're going to laugh. If someone's being vulnerable with you about something that is maybe hurting them or harming them or causing them stress, it's inappropriate to laugh, right? Usually, (laughs) unless they're making a joke of it. Number 17, err on the side of over-communication. I would rather over-communicate and be over-communicated with than not have enough information or not have enough communication for me to feel comfortable. And number 18, check in, ask for feedback. How are things going? Is there anything that you want me to be sharing with you? Is there any additional information you need from me? What should I start doing, stop doing, etc.? I think communication, especially with people you are consistently communicating with, it's really easy to be like, we good, you want me to add anything to our weekly update, whatever, you know? Okay, so on the sales side, uh, let's dive into those tips. Number one, Everything I just mentioned on the communication side applies. (laughs) Sales is very much communication focused. Number two, solve problems or fill in the gaps. So oftentimes sales folks are going to come to your house and they're like, if you think about salespeople who come to your house, right? They come to your house and they just want to sell you on, you know, whatever fucking bullshit they have, right? Maybe it's a home security system or solar panels or fucking car warranty. I don't even know anymore. Like I have a sign that says basically leave me alone. It doesn't say that, but it it basically says that. And they're not solving any problems. They don't even know I have a problem. In the moment, my problem is them. (laughs) Them and my barking dog. I just want them to go away. (laughs) But approaching sales with a solution-oriented mindset, and you hear a lot about that in sales, but really solving a problem, right? And even if the person you're talking to doesn't know that they have that problem, you still have to create awareness of a potential issue and then solve the problem. Number three, ask their preferences on certain things. So if you are talking to someone and they're trying to sell you, let's say a new car, right? Do you prefer leather or cloth seats? Do you prefer, you know, a black interior or gray or dark brown, whatever it might be, right? Asking people's preferences as you're talking to them in a sales environment, trying to figure out what's important to them. Are there certain features that they actually have preferences on? Maybe they don't, but knowing that either way is going to be helpful in the sales process, when, especially when it comes to presenting the solution that's going to be best for them, right? Maybe someone wants a new car with dark tan, leather interior, pearl white on the outside, and a sunroof, and whatever else could be important, right? (laughs) We've narrowed down what car they're going to get, right? At that point, maybe we have five options, right? So we're on the flip side of that. If they don't give a shit of whatever color is on the outside, whatever color is the interior, they just want the best deal and to get from A to B. That's a very different conversation. That's a very different solution than the pearl white with dark tan leather interior. 
Number four, understand timing and decision-making timelines. So if someone is looking to make a decision within the next two years, that's a very different conversation than if someone is looking to make a decision in the next two days, right? Maybe you talk to someone on a Friday and they're like, by Sunday, I need to figure this out. And maybe they're like, yeah, you know, within the next couple of years, maybe my company might need to integrate this new piece of software, right? Very different approach, very different conversation, probably different level of investment. Who knows? Some people are really bad procrastinators. Either way, number five, ask for the sale. Ask for those next steps, right? Say, once you have figured out the problem, once you've understood the problem, you understand how your product or service or whatever it might be may solve that problem. Ask for the next steps. Are you ready to get this done today? You know, where do we go from here? Do we have to submit a budget proposal? Do we have to do a business case? Because sometimes you can just be like, are we doing this? Right. Now, obviously don't do it that way. Or sometimes it's more, especially, you know, software for like tech sales, right? Like there's usually business case or budget proposal or some sort of investment that the buyer needs to do with the organization. So just understand what those next steps are. If it isn't just closing it. And number six, know your product and your service inside and out. Oh God, I feel like every salesperson I've talked to in the last five years, like I just have asked like very specific questions on things and they just don't know. And I don't know if it's because I'm asking like the most outrageous shit all the time. I mean, feels statistically not the right answer, but who knows? Like, you know, let's give the world the benefit of the doubt, I guess. But (laughs) also like truly know and understand. And if you don't know, like tell that person, hey, honestly, I'm not sure, but let me figure it out and I'll get back to you. You know how many people don't say that? It really irks me. Or they'll say it and I'll just never hear from them again. I'm like, okay, roger that. (laughs) Number seven, it's all about your customer. It is all about your customer. And again, for the people in the back, it is all about your customer, not you. (laughs) The amount of people who don't understand this fucking blow my mind. Yeah, it's simple, but uh, people still don't seem to understand. Number eight, agility. Be agile. Ebb and flow with the changes. Ride the waves. Coast through the chaos. I don't know. Whatever, you know, insert silly agility uh, analogy here. Sales is is a constant evolving conversation. You have to be able to move through the conversation and change your perspective with new information and change the solution that you might offer based on new information. So don't be so dead set on one particular thing that you are so focused on this narrow tunnel that you miss the big picture. Number nine, offer a demonstration when possible. If you're selling tech sales, right? Hey, let me show you my product. Get out your, you know, tablet or whatever. If you are selling a new car, hey, do you want to take it for a test drive? I can show you some features. You want to go sit in it? Let's look at some cool things, whatever it might be. And number 10, communicate and sell how you would genuinely like to be sold to. I feel like so many people, as salespeople, and this is just me having bad experiences, probably as a woman buying things in quote unquote man spaces. <laughs> Just fucking bullshit, but it's a different conversation. I feel like I've had a lot of bad experiences with salespeople, and people are constantly selling to me in a way that if they were sold to that way, they would probably get angry or want to physically react. 
So just keep that in mind. Talk to people how you want to be spoken to, treat people how you would like to be treated, right? Golden rule, but we're really in sales. Like, how would you want someone to approach the conversation if you were buying what you have to sell? Number 11, humility. Nothing is more impressive to me than a salesperson who can be humble. And I think sometimes in the sales world, like humility and being humble can be perceived as a weakness, but really that is exponentially inaccurate. It is such a strength and I will have so much more trust in people who have the ability to be humble. Number 12, really focus and approach sales with this long-term success mindset versus short-term games, right? Oftentimes people are focused on closing as like a sale quickly, right? And if they just took the time to slow down a little bit and really listen and be humble and be solution oriented and solving problems for people and genuinely caring, they would probably have a much bigger sale and a more robust solution. So try and think about uh, long-term success versus short-term gains. And I know sometimes we have to sell a smaller product to a really big company to get our foot in the door so we can then have the opportunity to sell more. I totally get that. Just make sure your mindset is in the right spot. Number 13, building relationships. Sales is about relationships. People buy from people they know, like, and trust. Again, golden rule, right? Treat people how you would like to be treated. Be honest, be authentic, be genuine, be humble. Number 14, ask for referrals. If someone has purchased something from you, ask, hey, do you know anyone who could also benefit from such and such product or such and such service? You know, even something a little bit less direct. Is there anyone who you think I should talk to about such and such thing? I have closed more sales by asking people, hey, is there anyone you think I should talk to uh, who may have a similar need than I have just, you know, cold calling or approaching people? I don't know. Referrals are awesome. Ask for them. Just make sure you do it in a way that makes you comfortable, right? And number 15, continue reading, continue learning, continue listening, continue watching. There are books, there are podcasts, there are uh, videos, there are so many free resources on how to continue to improve your sales and your communication skills for that matter. So take advantage of those, invest where it makes sense, and just make sure that you're watching people who are approaching the topic how you would want to learn it, right? So same thing with, you know, selling to people how you would like to be sold to. Learn from people who are teaching in the way that you want to be taught to. All right. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable. If you have questions you want me to cover, reach out, let me know. I would love to help if I'm able to. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here, listening, supporting the show. I appreciate you. New website coming soon, stuffdennis.com. Maybe by the time this is posted, it will be done. But you know, really don't, don't hold my feet to that fire. <laughs> thank you so much for supporting. Uh, you can continue to support the show by listening, sharing with a friend, leaving a rating and or review monetarily, anchor PayPal. Those links are below. You can find me on the socials, stuffdennis13, uh, Instagram and TikTok, and then Instagram at Career Talk Podcast as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so amazing. So fantastic. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day.